Welcome to Open Mind Industries Podcast, The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. Welcome to the Mind Unleashed episode 39 and a half. I did episode 39, but it technically it counts, but I wanted to do a live version and a GoPro version and a podcast version. Why not? Never really done all that at once. Hopefully the GoPro stays alive, the battery might do what it does. But for those tuning in live, hey, welcome. Welcome to the Mind Unleashed. Um, this will be episode 39 and a half. As we always do, for those who do listen to the podcast, let's give a few shout outs to our supporters. The first one is going to be Lyft, the Ride Turning App. Use our code TMUP for, I believe, $20 off. When you ride with Lyft, it's your first time ride. Um, yeah, 20 bucks off, I believe. I might be wrong. It might have switched it back to 5 bucks. It's really weird. Also, should you check out uh, Weiss Productions? Weiss Productions is a locally tenor photography company who does weddings, special occasions, corporate events. If you're trying to get a photography done, Stuff like that. Check him out. He's offering you guys, I believe, 20% off when you book your next wedding package with him. Restrictions to apply. Check him out at WeezProductions.com. Links will be down below. Also, please check out Cass. Cass is Cinematic Real Services. Daniel Weisenberg's new company. What he does is he does drone shooting, professional photography. Uh, amazing, amazing work. Behind the scenes stuff. If you're trying to get a house in the market or you're trying to just get some beautiful photoshopping done for your portfolios, uh, your marketing material, stuff like that, check him out. Uh, he is offering, if you're trying to get a uh, property done with drone shooting and stuff like that, I believe it's $179 per property. Check him out. Use our code OMI. Also, check out Angie Connors. Angie Connors was our real estate agent who helped us find our new home. Hopefully, when there's pretty soon, check her out. Links will be down below. Also, I want to give a shout-out to my attorney, who is amazing for our trademark. If you guys are trying to get your business off the ground or protect your brand, check out Strauman Law. Strauman Law is a uh, branding attorney. He does uh, trademarks, copyright infringement, stuff like that. Amazing, amazing dude. Hooked us up. Took care of us. Was a really honest to goodness attorney. Um, didn't bullshit around. Really took care of us. So check out Strauman Law. Links will be down below. Okay. Um, like I said, welcome to episode 39 and a half. Now, the reason why I'm saying episode 39 and a half, well, what did I do? Well, I reposted another old episode. It was our first episode a few months ago. I got a little lazy and didn't have time to do a podcast. Well, it happens. Um, what's been going on this week? Well, 3D printing. A lot of freaking 3D printing. Uh, for Evil Monkey Studios, for those who don't know who he is, uh, Alan Lincoln over at Evil Monkey Studios does his own props, stuff like that, for cosplay and stuff like that. He was at MegaCon this year. Got to check out his booth. If you want to check out our Instagram page, he's on there. Uh, and I did some work for him. So he's uh, finally got another printer. He's got a few printers at the house. He does laser cutting, anything you pretty much can imagine he is a part of. He is actually responsible for a Halo wedding he did a couple years ago for a friend of his. And it was amazing. The Orlando Sentinel actually took some photos of that. It was really, really cool. So um, check out his work um, on Instagram. I believe it's going to be Link404, I believe. RevilMonkeyStudios.com. Uh, Check him out. I do want to show you some of the stuff that I've been printing new, and I found a really decent filament. So this is going to be a very geeky uh, episode about 3D printing and what the hell I've been doing. Um, haven't got the Robo tuned up just yet. Got a new uh, LCD board, which I ended up getting from uh, 
printed solid, which I'm glad I did because that's the board that they've been recommending for the Robo. And so Robo was like, hey, same thing, use use what we kind of recommend. Expensive? Yeah, about 70 bucks. I mean, I ended up going with the Rep Rep. Let me show you that board right now. Rep Rep, where are we? Everything's falling over. This guy here, which I ended up 3D printing a case out of PLA. And it worked really well. However, there's some things going on inside of it that I wasn't really liking. The knob and everything does work. Clicks. Uh, and the one thing I really love about having a board like this is the SD card reader. Because you're not depending on your computer, your motherboard, stuff like that. The same thing with the new board that I got. Um, you know, it, it was plug and play. I didn't have to, you know, tell Arduino, you know, what the hell to do. I had to say, hey, man, like, it just went in. I just hit a button and it was good to go. No adjustment. It just linked up to the Merlin. No problems at all. And, uh... I realized, I was like, man, I really wanted to get the, the Robo back up and running because the Robo was like my baby. It's my second printer that I bought uh, when I started getting the 3D printing. And I love it. It's a freaking phenomenal, phenomenal printer, and it prints really good. I mean, it's uh, ABS, PLA, any kind of carbon fiber, TPU, TPE, filaments, stuff like that. Runs run really well. Um, but the new uh, LCD board was from Printed Solid, and it was the XXL. Thing. I've tried to printing out a few uh, cases for it. Um, they did come out good, and unfortunately, like I did ABS because I'm like I love ABS. I love using Hatchbox, but unfortunately, like slowing that down, getting it to do on the CR10 minis, the CR10 minis are like, hey, yeah, we don't really know what we're doing. I mean, it printed really good, but you could see it was pulling apart. So the heat on the bed needed to be about around 70C to 80C. The CR10 can do it. The problem is I don't have an enclosure to keep all that heat in. And uh, I would definitely put it on the uh, Robo, which I might do. That would be my next choice. But what I did find throughout the week when I was printing those, and a few people on Instagram were checking that stuff out, is I found a new filament because Alan was like, hey, man, you know, what are you using now? What kind of filaments are you using? My go-to is Hatchbox. I really like Hatchbox, but I was like, you know what? Um... I was like, what kind of filament are you using when you need for your project? So he said, well, usually use PLA because we're going to take molds of the, you know, the prints that you're going to do for me. I said, all right, yeah, sure. Um, sent me over a few bucks to get, you know, material and stuff like that. Shot there on Amazon like I usually do to get my filaments and stuff like that that I'm going to be using. So I pondered upon a pretty cheap filament that Ultimaker, it, it's kind of bad with Ultimaker, MakerBot, Pretty much all your main printers. Um, uh, shit, why can't I remember that one damn printer's name? God darn it. Yeah, Ultramaker. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So, yeah, I like, looked around. I think each filament was about $17 a piece. I think uh, ABS is about 19 18 That's pretty good. I mean, uh, Hatchbox runs about per spool, about 2.2 pounds. Per spool runs about anywhere from 26 to. 30 bucks, and I'm like, hmm, if I want to go with Hatchbox, so I can only get one full filament, so with uh, this new filament that I found, it's called uh, Zolutech, yeah, Zolutech, um, printed, claim on the box, it prints really smooth, really clean, and they weren't bullshit, I mean, it's PLA, and I'm going to show you the print in just a second, um, if I can get my hand underneath one of the prints, here, and this is one of the masks that I had to do, this is a Deadpool mask, um, and it printed phenomenally. Look at it. Oh my god. How good that printed. Now, it does have some buggers up on the top there, as you guys can see. But 
The one thing I loved printing about this bad boy and loved using it was, uh, you know, it just printed so cleanly. This printed at about uh, 221C on the extruder, if you guys can see that. I know you guys can. So you see I had to play around with the material a little bit. But man, it's about 30% infill. Printed out really, really, really well. Just take a very clean mold, you know. It's going to get bonded, obviously, bond, so it can have be more smoother, and then, you know, it's going to get it molded. But this filament was no joke. I mean, it really... This shocked the hell out of me for the price, and, uh, you know, it, it hasn't disappointed yet, which is shocking. I mean, I'm not really a big PLA fan, but this shit... <laughs> wow. Wow. Clean, you know, and everybody was like, whoa, man, like, what the hell filament is that? And I said company called Solutech. I said, I've never really heard of them. Uh, they've been around. The problem with, like, doing 3D printing and shit, you know, you go around to all these filaments, stuff like that, you read all the reviews, and you're like, okay, which one do I really want to test out? You know, how much per roll? Is it recyclable? What are they going to do with it? You know, stuff like that. I'm not a really big PLA fan, then, but the CR10, this was printed at about 0.2 later height, and yeah, you can see the lines and stuff like that, but, you know, uh, I can't really complain. I mean, from far distance, it looks... Phenomenal. Not even far distance. Like even close up, it looks great. You can see a little the lighter height, but um, yeah, I would be, you know, I'd wear the mask. And then I did uh, Red X, which I didn't know the name of the mask. I had the file name and stuff like that. Red X. Uh, my buddy Oliver Brunson checked that out, and he was like, "Dude, that's Red X from uh, Teen Titans," and he started freaking the hell out. And he goes, "Oh my god, I can't believe you found it." Well, the model maker that made these did a great, great job. I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the model. I was just given the STL files from Alan, so I really don't know who made these. But I do want to... Whoever the maker is, congrats. You did a good job. <laughs> I hope to find out who you are so I can give you the, at least credit for that. Because, man, these are fucking amazing. And you did a great job. They're based off the same pretty much model experience with what he, I could see he was doing. But uh, they really came out really good. About 30% infill. This one's a little more heavier. I think just in the nose area. But, yeah. Put it on, you know. Pretty freaking cool. The Deadpool one I like a lot, um, and I'll show you another print that I did. Yeah. So, these are really cool. These are actually going to be worn by people at Con, stuff like that, because I don't think make some mold of those. But, um, really, really cool. Solotech, I mean, so right now I ended up, I ended up buying another dang spool of it because I ended up doing a uh, another private project that had come up that I needed to get done immediately. And I was like, okay, well, this shit really prints really good. But let me show you the last print that I did for Alan. Um, like I said, it's been a bit fucking 3D printing week for me. It's been really wild. And, um... Let me see if I can get that out of there. There we go. Ah, my office is just a mess. This is the mask helmet. This is what the masks have to go on. And uh, this print took about three days. About 70... 273 hours and uh yeah everybody was freaking out about this man like I was up literally at work the other day at my day job and people were like stoked about it I was like I didn't build it I didn't design it you know my friends were like no we don't even care that you didn't do that but holy hell it looks amazing uh so what you would do here what I didn't know a couple guys on Instagram hit me up and they're like did you know you sized it wrong I was like no it's exact size how the model maker wanted and the CR10 mini uh, prints 11.8 inch, inches high which is perfect so what you did is I instead of turning it like that you turn it like that and then let it print up um, the best thing that I can say and I've been getting my friends 
Allen and Trent Ward, Oprah Ward Effects, into uh, more in 3D printing. Allen got me really into 3D printing a year ago, um, two years ago, to get our company started. But in general, because it's easy to prototype, it's easy to get stuff done yourself, and then send files out or whatever you have to do to a uh, manufacturer or something like that. So you can figure out the bugs and then send your master copy to them and say, hey, this is what I want done, yada, yada, yada. I want it mold injected or I want it, you know, done properly. That's why everybody, like I said about a couple of years ago, I was like, man, 3D printing is really freaking taking off. Um, you know, it's just, it's just cool to have shit like this so, you know, makers and builders can, you know, get shit that they need done. But it's good for, a, for me in general because I'm making products and trying to get things developed and, you know, prototyping and stuff like that. But, yeah, this took a lot. But Simplified 3D, um, highly, 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 highly can't recommend that fucking slicer enough. I've, um, I've used Cura, and I like Cura. Most people are like, it's free. Well, cool, it's free. That, that's phenomenal. Cura is not knocking it, not slamming it aside. It is a great, uh, slicer for your models and stuff like that. But, man, when it comes down to, like, precision and just reliability and, like, taking your time, it's simplified 3D all the fucking way. Um, the reason why I like Simplified 3D, it's just easy to code your stuff, your G-code. It's easy to make adjustments on the fly. Um, and the best part I like about Simplified 3D is the filament, uh, not the filament, but the support material that you're able to um, go in here and you're able to take out support material. So this needed, like, all this needed to be in, like, in they wanted, like, support material all inside as the automatic thing did. And I was like, oh, hell no. And when I showed Alan the uh, time and how much it would cost to get this done, and this isn't a cheap print, by the way, so if it was under my time, like if I was being paid to get this done, this wasn't cheap. But that's just me being me. <laughs> but it's just, you gotta get paid somehow, and you gotta, and it takes a lot of work. Plus, I had to keep an eye on the print and stuff like that, and uh, it printed. I had a camera on it 24 hours, you know, for a good couple days, watching it while I was at work, making sure there was no lift. And thank God, because I used brimming a lot. But what I did, what simplified is I went inside and I made sure that, um, I was watching it carefully, because what simplified does, it runs a simulation. So you're able to see the exact model broken down later by later uh, through their automated system. So it, you're able to rewind and see where, you know, the tool head's going to be going, what heights it's going to be doing, and stuff like that. Um, and if you guys can see in here, I don't know if you guys can, uh, you can see how rough it is in there. But... That's just because I didn't add a lot of support material, which we didn't need. I was like, there's no way in hell we're going to spend. This is supposed to be a 82-hour print. And I got it all the way down to a 0.2 later height, all the way down to about a 3-day print. So that wasn't too bad, you know. Um, about under, but yeah, about two and a half, three days to get this done. But everybody was freaking out and said it was dead. They did a really good job on it. And again, I didn't model make this at all. Uh, the model maker who did this did a great job. Um, did a wonderful job. I mean, I'm glad right here because I wanted support here, and I was like, hell no. So when you're like getting into stuff like this, you want to make sure that you're just understanding the model. Cura, I mean, helps you with it, but doesn't help you with it. Simplified 3D helps you with like calculations on how much it's going to cost you, what, how much filament you're going to be using, yada yada yada. And definitely the most important part is, you know, your simulation and uh, support material. Because support material takes a long fucking time uh, in the print, and you don't want that. Uh, and that's the one thing that could take half your print time away. And the good thing is, 
Uh, you can make your own processes to say, hey, well, I want this to print this way, I want that to print this way, and um, it will do it. I mean, I'm glad I went in, so I had to go in like for like about 20 minutes and take out the material I needed. I, you know, I did a full uh, in, uh, support material, and then I took out what I, we didn't we didn't need, and it printed so much better, and I'm glad I kind of had, had some practice doing a lot of it. And it, it's rough in some areas, but it does need to be just a quick, you know, just a quick, uh, you know, sand roux, and then we're good to go, you know, but this printed phenomenally flammably well and then um, I have a project um, not a lot of really to talk about it just yet soon hopefully by the end of the week I'll be able to show you guys a documentary that I shot uh, time lapse stuff like that about how I did it and um, can't wait to show you if I can show you it's up to the person I did it for so we'll see um, cool um, but yeah man loving this stuff love the new uh, filament that I found and I'm glad I kind, of, I kind of took a risk. I was like, you know what, how much money did he give me to do this? So it was about 38 bucks that I had to get material. So I was like, okay, do I buy a spool of this? You know, how many rolls is it going to take? Um, luckily, both masks and this, um, given the masks are at about 30% with uh, rectangular infill, and this is at about 30% with rectangular. It seemed to be working just fine. Um, but everybody on Instagram, nobody really hated on me. They loved me. But the one guy told me, he's like, hey, you know, I was like, hey, the, the helmet's not going to fit my dome. And it doesn't go over your head. It actually, this gets cut out here, the back part here, because out here, and magnets get put in. And then you, you take this part, and your head just slides in. So um, one guy wrote me back. He said, hey, man, did you know you, um, did you know that you sized it wrong? I said, no, I didn't size it wrong. I just put it in the slicer and uh, simplified 3D, and, and it sized it correctly. Before I made the biggest print, I'm starting this print, because, like I said, 3-day print. I made sure, you know, Alan was ready for it, and he was, so, he said, no, man, go ahead and do it, and he goes, it's perfectly, if it's, if that's what it's calling for, it's calling for, um, it would definitely fit my head, I mean, uh, I'm definitely gonna add some padding and stuff like that, but this is gonna get molded, so, you know, it should work out, but, like I said, I think I'm getting my friend more and less into the mindset of kind of trusting me, but going, okay, well, we're gonna do... Uh, use Simplified 3D. So Alan got a copy and so did Trent. Trent, my buddy Trent Ward, ended up getting a copy. Uh, he's been using Cura, but he's now getting into uh, uh, Simplified 3D more because he wants to know how much you know to charge friends if he's doing a model or whatever. And Simplified, thank God. I mean, it, it's it's worth 150 bucks that you're going to spend for it for the license. You can put it on two computers. You can buy more licensing and stuff like that. Um, but uh, he seems to be liking it a lot. I just like when people kind of take my advice a little bit because I don't want you to spend hours and uh, not get the correct, uh, you know, print that you're going to get. Because these take a long time, and I know my buddy Trent um, is doing one. He was a little concerned. He's like, it's my first 72-hour print, ever 3D printed before. What do you recommend? I said, slow it down, you know, do this, do this, do this. Because I've had prints, and I've seen many model makers bigger than myself, um, really just stress, pull their hair out, because... Um, even though these are, you know, plastic, and everybody's like, well, these are just plastic. Well, people mold off of these. This is something that a client would need to mold. You know, Alan's going to be molding this. And you want to make sure it's done correctly. It just takes time. You know, I usually start off with a smaller block, understand the settings first, and work with. But I can't kick enough for the slicer and uh, the material. You know, it's just, it's just this is phenomenal freaking stuff. So I hit up uh, Solotech, and they've been hit me back in. So I was like, they're like, if you hashtag us, well... You know, we'll put you guys in a drawing for, I guess, for an SD card. That could be, like, an, a 16-gig SD card and, like, some files or something. I thought that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, it's been, like, a 3D printing week. Like I said, I've been working on some stuff like that. 
this is gonna be a short episode because I've cheated because I put um, an old episode up for episode 39. So I'm gonna call this episode 39 and a half because I cheated. It wasn't a fresh episode for you guys. It was an old episode when I first started, you know, doing the podcasting, and I really enjoy it. Um, still gotta get a hold of a few friends that want to be on the podcast. I got one that's traveling around Ohio and stuff like that. He's been wanting to get on. And my buddy Maurice, we have to do Terminator, uh, our chat, um, part two. It's just that we've been real busy in getting our schedules together and stuff like that, because he's all the way in the Netherlands, and I have another friend, uh, Dakota Foles, that will be on. It's going to be his first podcast. He's, everybody seems to be really nervous. They don't know what to talk about. Um, you don't really need to talk about much. I mean, since I've been checking our analytics and stuff like that, I've had over, like, 2,000 downloads. You know, that's, I think, 2,500 downloads. It's pretty insane. People are actually listening and talking and just enjoying it. Um, and also, I am now part of uh, a group on Facebook based out of Paris, France. Um, they do products for the disabled. It's a kind of a pro bono service for designers, makers, stuff like that, who can share their time and wisdom on how to uh, help make products for the disabled. Uh, I think the recent project just came up on the board that I thought was pretty cool that I'm going to probably take my hand at um, in a little bit is they're making a toothpaste dispenser for somebody with one one hand or a, a nub so they can kind of nudge it with their wrist or something like that. And a few makers around the country like Tokyo and stuff like that have jumped on the project and they said, hey, Jeff, when you can, um, it's, I think it's like a 400 member. I just got, I saw it on Facebook and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, let me jump on it. I think I was part of the XYZ, XYZ printing hub. <clears throat> and one of the makers was on there, and, you know, I, I saw it, and they're like, hey, you should jump in this, and I'm like, well, I'm not that qualified, I'm still learning how to do um, iCAD modeling and stuff like that, but uh, learning some of that stuff and seeing some of the stuff they do, they're all based out of Paris, and everybody's based from Italy and Paris and Spain, it's pretty cool to, thank God, Facebook translate what they're saying, because I'm like, oh, what are they saying, I can't understand, so it's kind of cool to talk to a few people, and they're saying, hey, everyone when you can, if you have some advice, or maybe a new filament we need to try, try it, if you guys can donate some of your time, um, donate it, you know, so hopefully I'll be helping out with that maybe shortly. Um, they're basically a huge group that says, hey man, donate your time where you can. We, we need help, all the help we can. Or now I think it's based at like four or five hundred members, so I'm glad to be a part of that and I'm glad that they uh, let me join the club. They're like, hey, you got a printer and you're willing to help out and learn? That's what we're here for, so uh, I think that's pretty cool. Also, do want to show you guys something cool that I just got that I've been really, really wanting for a while. I have got myself a new Wacom tablet, and for those who don't know what this is, and those who can't see the video podcast, it's going to be on YouTube also, uh, this is a drawing tablet, I'm going to be learning how to do some sculpture that I've been dying to learn and stuff like that, um, because I'm more of a hands-on guy, I like the CAD model, I'm still learning CAD modeling, but I'm the kind of guy that likes to get off my mouse and kind of feel what the pen's actually doing, so this is a touch-sensitive pen that's going to be going on the tablet here, and I can actually sculpt inside ZBrush. I can actually make sculptures instead of having to feel what the mouse is doing. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit different for me, but I, I couldn't resist this. You know, it's, it's time to kind of invest a little bit more into what you're doing, what you're loving, and uh, this is all Bluetooth and stuff like that, so I can be on the go at work and still work on, like, making crutch tips and stuff like that, because I still have to um, work on our coworker of mine, Jodell's Kane, who I saw, you guys all saw that was on Instagram. I have to readjust that. Uh, it's been really busy just trying to get to work and back and stuff like that, trying to kind of get it on the 3D printer. Unfortunately, I had some printer settings issues with the file, and my computer wiped out uh, this week, so it's been kind of rough getting the computer back up and running. Thank God I'm a nerd, and I keep a lot of uh, hard drives 
backups of what I've had, so I was able to really just get it up and running again. And I did lose a couple files, but I was able to recreate what I did for her. So I just got to reprint it and stuff like that. But this is going to make it a lot easier for me to get into the modeling. Um, because you're basically, I love clay sculpting, I've always done sculpting, but this, uh, Trent and me were discussing about this because he wants to get a Wacom 2, and he's debating on getting one of the bigger ones, but this ran about, I want to say, uh, I think about 199 and I got it from uh, Amazon, I did a lot of research and getting a newer version and stuff like that, but I've been looking at them, they have a lot of the other different versions, the cheaper versions that you can get, you can learn and discover, but I said, you know what, man, it's time for me to kind of get out of my comfort zone and uh, learn some digital stuff. But I love sculpting. It's kind of like I wanted something um, that I could easily draw something and uh, create it with my hand. But there's a lot of tutorials and a lot of stuff like that. And people are like, you got to get into it and you might love it. But it's trying to learn two different aspects and then turn everything into a 3D model. But I think this is going to be a big help for me to uh, make um, textures and stuff like that into a digital model and then apply it onto a grip or a hand grip stuff like that because I'm not very uh, technical on how to make textures uh, but John Alizé, my business partner, he's done a couple textures for the new grips that we're, I'm using myself but our biggest thing was like okay well if we're going to do a grip we want to make sure it has enough texture for your hands, your palms, stuff like that um, the grip that I helped make for Joe Dell, which was very just simple, it was just simple you know a plate and stuff like that which I got a few behind me that were just test uh, prototypes for and the hardest thing there was just getting the uh, not actually just getting the size right, but I have to do adjust. Now it's just that I can adjust the size. We've already tested it with her, and she loved it. It was getting the infill right for the right cushion, how much uh, material needed to be put inside. I'd come to find out I had like had the old file, so I had to pop it into the computer the other day, and I couldn't figure out what the hell I did on the infill because it took about four to five uh, prototypes, which seems like a waste, a waste of time material, but I took notes and stuff like that. So I figured out it was about 40% infill. Now it's just getting the printer to go, okay, <laughs> we gotta get to work again. The thing about these printers is that they're very hippy and sometimes they'll print really, really well for a couple of days, but then they shake, they shake so much that the leveling screws you need to keep, you know, readjusting every so often, and that was my issue. So hopefully I can get on it tomorrow night or later this week. I hope they get her crutch for cane back to her. She has her other one, but she can't wait to get the cane back because she really likes that grip. And she's like, man, that grip that you put together, you know, reason why I want you to redo it uh, is for planning on helping other people out down the road, I want you to make sure you're you're feeling comfortable with it, but it wasn't, it was worked really well for her, it just wasn't connected to the bottom, because it was just a quick print, and I didn't measure it correctly, which most designers don't do, they want to do a quick prototype, and then they work on finishing it up correctly, and I talked to a lot of makers and model makers, you know, guys who work in the industry, and they're like, they told me the same thing, man, they're like, don't worry about, like, you know, getting it, get it to work, and then you proceed to fix it you know, towards the end, and that's what they call prototyping. But I'm glad I got the infill just correct for her. She goes, man. And uh, she had told her she was famous on Instagram, which she actually is. She's on two company websites. Um, uh, Barb at 3D Print NY uh, hooked her up and put her posted our thing on her website. And she runs a uh, 3D filament company with a bigger company. And then NinjaFlex, who runs the filament, uh, has brought her up on their website. So I'm going to be working on that a little bit more. I'm going to do a case study for NinjaFlex. And uh, I gotta get a hold of. Barb sent me the guy's phone number. Doesn't have his email, but I'm not really big on talking on phones because I'm like, hey, I'm so and so, and I'm a nobody still, you know, who just does 3D printing and stuff like that to help people out. 
But I'm pretty sure the guy, she's like, no, no, call him up, leave him a voicemail. He, um, he would love to talk with you, you know, maybe you guys can, um, he would love to hear your case study for the, the product. Because if it wasn't for NinjaFlex, I wouldn't have gotten into um, flexible filaments. Uh, I wrote them a note, and I want to thank, uh, I know the two people that, I think they left the company. I've emailed them, but uh, they were in, they were in the R&D department. Uh, it was uh, J.N. Thompson and an Ari's Poppies. I think they both left. I hit up Ari's a while back. I think about a few months ago. Nothing got back. So I don't know who took over. I know he took over for J.N. And J.N. was like, listen, we know what you want to do with the hand grips. You know, you want to do crutch tips also so you can on the go so you can 3D print crutch tips for those in need also and yourself. Um, how is that working out? I was like, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Not sure how the material's really going to work for that, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole new experience for people, you know. No one's taking that into consideration for when, whether, you know, stuff like that. But that is the next goal with the crutches. Now that the hand grips are kind of where we want them, now I just want to texture them up and make them correct. And it's working well for my coworker who has severe carpal tunnel. She's, like, sitting there talking to me, and she's like, you know, I never thought... Um, using this cane, she, she had a heavier cane, she now has a hurricane, which I have sitting on my desk next to me, um, it's a lot lighter, it's not aluminum, but it's a lot lighter for her to use, she didn't realize crunching her hand like this and holding a, you know, piece of cane and just picking her hand up would cause carpal tunnel throughout the wrist and stuff like that, which I did, I did mention into the new uh, Facebook group that I was talking with, and I said, hey man, this is what I've been working on, what have you guys been working on, a lot of people that work in prosthetics and stuff like that. And a big shout out to Form 5. Uh, for those who don't know what Form 5 is, they're pretty a big company. They're a nonprofit. Uh, me and him, Ian and Aaron Westbrook, have been talking. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Judith. Uh, Judith hit me up with uh, Aaron. She was on Facebook and saw a video that he was doing. He's based out of Ohio, New Albany, which is funny because I'm from Albany, New York. And I was like, wait, where is he from? Where is he from? So it's kind of weird that we're kind of Albany, New York, and Ohio, New Albany. Uh, so he, what he does is he does prosthetics for hands him himself he has uh, he has he was born with a uh, half and a half and a half so they had to you know, amputate his hand and stuff like that so what he does is he 3D prints uh, prosthetics which is pretty cool and how he does it he has a 3D filament recycler from Philobot which are super super expensive I don't know how the hell he got them I haven't really talked to him yet but I hope to have him on the podcast and talk with him because he seems like a really cool cat we've actually hit it up on uh, Instagram he was really really sweet and uh He's like a really cool guy. He does a lot, a lot of uh, non-profit and stuff like that. So if y'all want to donate to him, it's Form 5 Inc. It's going to be on our Facebook page. Also, I give a lot of love and support to his company because it gets him off the ground. Um, he Right now, they're doing a plastic fundraiser. And what he does, uh, Starbucks, if anybody has Starbucks lids or any kind of Dunkin' Donut lids and stuff like that, he takes those into the grinder, grinds them down into fine, uh, you know, just fine chiplets, and then makes that into 3D filament, which is pretty much all this is PLA which is pretty much what you see on the desk here. The same damn thing. So what he does is, like, he goes to, and you see all, like, you know, if you have cottage cheese, you know, containers, stuff like that, he can grind all that up and then turn that into 3D filament. It's basically uh, PLA. So there's certain things that he can do and certain things he can do. I haven't really talked about all that and stuff like that. There's a company that I've been talking to called Reedy Tech, which has an all-in-one system, which is more affordable. What the system that Aaron has is about, uh, I want to say about a good $6,000. They're not cheap because I looked them up. General, I think just the whole kit. I think the one thing was like twenty three hundred, and then the the grinder and stuff like that. But he ends up building some of his own grinders, and then just, I think he just has the uh, has the extruder maker the extruder thing where they just pour you pour the uh, pellets in, and then it, it makes you you know filament, which I would love to have because it would save a lot of filament and time. But 
you still have to go out and buy filament no matter what you do. So, but that cuts down on your waste and stuff like that. So, been working with him. He's been really cool. Um, definitely able to help him out. And then a friend of mine told me about uh, what else the company? Uh, hope for the future. I think it is. Yeah, hope. No, it's hope for the future. Enable the future. Sorry. Found that about them. They have a company based here in Orlando that does prosthetics. Somebody probably helping them out. They're a pro bono kind of service for those who are in need of prosthetics. And I would love to take a crack at a prosthetic. And they have a lot of files. And like, if you have time, we'll get with the client, and then you guys can help out working with the client, three D printing it and stuff like that. Do I feel confident? Yeah. I mean, why not? If I if I fail, I fail. If I you know, it's a learning experience either way, you know. But I feel confident in my learning how to do things and stuff like that. If I can do a mask, you know, and know how to print it properly, I'm pretty sure I can do a prosthetic, no problem. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the, uh, working for Janelle and helping her out with with that thing, it's going to be fun getting that back together again. I know she, she, like, she, she can't wait to get that damn group back because um, one of our makeup artist friends had to get a piece of foam and put it around her, her other cane that she has to use for the time being, and I'm trying to get it done as quick as possible. It's just been all working and then getting home and getting it set up on the printer and wondering why it's not printing properly. Because I want it done correctly. I don't want to just half-ass it. That's not how I work. If it's not up to my standards, it shouldn't be up to your standards. That's the one thing I told somebody. I was like, hey, the project's taking a little bit longer than it should. This is the reason why. And they understood understood completely. And it's not, I appreciate that you, you take your time. You don't rush shit out the door to hand it to somebody. You take your time and then get it done. But um, that's pretty much what I've been up to for the week I'm going to call it the GoPro just turned itself off because the battery died but it was good talking to you guys hopefully I do more lives of these and get these online and uh, hopefully I get to wake them up and running and uh, get to play with it a little bit they have some drawing uh, program that came with it I guess if you ordered the tablet uh, they would give you two programs I think if you ordered the kind of pro version they would uh, the medium version this is a like a small version uh, they would give you the three programs, so I got like the artist one and something else. I wish they would include ZBrush with it, but ZBrush is like 150 bucks just for the basic, and then for the professional version with all the tools and techniques and stuff like that. That one runs about 8.99, and I'm like, ugh. So, but I definitely might try it out and uh, see what I learn. There's nothing, there's no shame in new learning something new and trying something out. But I'm really excited about this thing because I'm really like I, I'm a hands-on kind of guy, so I'm like, this would be cool to have something in my hand and be able to sculpt, you know, in digital and actually have some force feedback of what I'm doing. And then, because uh, I'm a mouse is cool, you know, when you're doing mod CAD modeling and stuff like that, but you're just not getting that same feeling. You're watching your wrist. This is actually like touch sensitive with the, the pen and stuff like that. So when you're sculpting in 3D, which I have still haven't done yet, but everybody says it's a small learning curve, but Take your time with it, and you'll understand it and learn it, and you should be good to go. Alrighty, guys, I'm going to sign off. I thank you so much for tuning in. I should be doing one of these on the 4th of July. Um, hopefully, it might be a podcast on the go, something I haven't done yet. But this is my second live podcast, and uh, episode 39 and a half in the books, episode 40, hopefully on July 4th, or a little bit later on. Any questions, hit up openmindindustries.com, hit us up at our Gmail account, openmindindustries at gmail.com. Uh, if you want any questions for the pod, let us know. If you want to join the pod, let us know. Like I said, I got a few friends that are finally getting out of their skin. And they're like, what's a podcast? And I'm like, it just says sitting down and talking about anything. Oh, I'd like to do that. <laughs> so I'm glad a few people have gotten on here and haven't been too nervous in doing it. They're, I don't know what the hell they're nervous about. 
I'm the one who's got to come up with topics to talk about. <laughs> Although it's kind of funny, looking like I said, looking at our analytics, I'm like, holy shit, how many people listen to the podcast? That's pretty insane. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Have a great Monday, under Tuesday almost. I gotta go hit the gym real quick, and then I'm gonna head to bed. Wishing you guys all the best. Have a happy Fourth of July. If I don't see you then, be safe. Don't blow yourself up. Eh, and don't get too drunk either. Why not? You might have to call in later on. Anyway, guys, keep an open mind. Have a great weekend. Or a week. God, I'm weird. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Keep an open mind.